Well, hello and welcome to another episode of The Market Crunch. I'm really keen uh, to get into this one, guys. Well, look, The Market Crunch is your number one place to sift through the news uh, that we and bring you the most important uh, sort of, I guess, breaking stories that is hitting the market, as well as that, the trading ideas that uh, investors are looking at and think outside the box with our bold predictions. I've got some interesting ones. Of course, um, guys, look, if you're new here, uh, or, if, or if you are an old investor, I guess, James and the Market Crunch is great. Just learn how to get started and really sort of key that. Um, but yeah, no, really excited to get in. I've joined um, with me as always is Tui. Thanks so much for being here. How are you going this evening? Yeah, I'm good, Addy. Uh, good to be here for our fifth episode. Yeah, well, look, guys, I'm really keen to sort of... Oh, fifth episode? Wow, that's, I know. It's that's gone vast quick, hasn't it? Yeah, well, we've got these flashy new mics, uh, uh, so the audio quality is a bit better this uh, for this episode, but happy to sort of uh, see the studio develop. Um, as well, guys, look, uh, the Market Crunch is proudly powered uh, by the James app. Uh, feel free to sort of you know, if you want to learn a bit more about James, you can go to jamesapp.com um, and sort of see how AI investing and how we talk about it with our bold predictions as well, how to utilize it effectively. Uh, but very key that. Um, I guess quickly before we uh, begin, guys, uh, a quick uh, thanks as well to Dinesh, uh, who is our producer for today. Thank you for that. Um, just a quick disclaimer, guys, before we get stuck in. Uh, the views and opinions expressed here are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of James. Uh, and James-related entities. Any content provided by our guests, participants, or authors are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone, or anything. The information given is general in nature and does not take into account your personal situation. You should consider whether the information is appropriate to your needs and, where appropriate, seek professional advice from a financial advisor. Look, now that that's... Out of the way, let's get stuck into it. Markets, let's get into it. What's sort of going on with the ASX and uh, on the international front at the well, moment? Well, it was quite a good week for the ASX, uh, up 1.7%. Mm. Um, but it was, it was quite a bit of a mixed week. The market seemed a bit directionless. Um, directionless. You, sort of, you saw the ASX up 1.7, as I said. Yeah. S&P was up 1.48, but the NASDAQ was down 1.05. Yeah, wow. So that's, that's an interesting figure, that. So you've got the mar general markets doing well and the NASDAQ going down. You want to yeah, talk about that of, quickly? Uh, just continuing on from last week, you're just seeing this theme now that people are transitioning from growth to value investing. Yeah. And I think that's all that that represents. But um, the market sort of in Australia really didn't know where to go. Yeah. Start of the week, I think. Um, you know, I think what drove the market in the beginning was obviously the the new lockdowns in Europe. Yeah. Um, and obviously the change in oil price, which I think it swung about seven or eight percent down, though. Like you know, and and but it got about to like fifty five. Now it's back at sixty. So crazy yeah, swings. Yeah, exactly. There. And then um, obviously over in the US. Biden's got plans for his big infrastructure spend. Yes. Um, and then obviously the market got a little bit uh, concerned about that because he brought up rising taxes, uh, which the market never likes. Uh, so, you know, mm. the ASX sort of just took a lot of the lead off, uh, off those markets. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the big gainers last week were CSL and Telstra. Um, it's just safe fix, really. These are just good old-fashioned value stocks. Value stocks. stocks. Yeah. Um, which, which people are going to at the moment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was sort of the go-to. And then we saw some uh, the insurers take a bit of a hit. Yeah. Um, but we all knew that was coming. Obviously, the floods last week in New South Wales. Yeah, massive. It's good to sort of have a bit of weather, good weather now. But, yeah, just devastating uh, impacts on some of the local football fields that I used to play at. Literally, just the goalposts on the soccer field were literally just almost fully submerged. Yeah, right. And you couldn't even, like, 
Oh, nuts. Absolutely nuts. It was quite – and, you know, the rain stopped midweek, but the flood was – because the water was still coming down. Cause, yeah, because it, it comes down and into the valleys and then it settles. Yeah. That's that's when it gets its worst. So, obviously, the claims are starting to come through now. Yeah, wow. Um, I, mean, I haven't even looked at that. What's sort of the impact there? Oh, uh, look, there'll be thousands of claims. They've already yeah. called it a sure. disaster. Um, so, all the insurance companies sort of took a hit last week, but, mm. but that was expected. Um, and then, obviously, moving into this week, um, JobKeeper uh, finished on Sunday. Oh, dearie me. The good old JobKeeper is gone. Yeah. It's, uh, oh. but, but last week, you didn't really see uh, sort of much narrative around that in markets. So there was some good news, um, which we'll get into, I guess, later on. But, I mean, yeah, look, this, is, this can't continue. It'll be interesting to see the next quarter. So, from now till July... See how markets react. Well, not markets, sorry, the economy. Um, you mm. know, and sort of see how the general, I don't know, quality of life is now that you know. I guess. Well, mar- markets are always looking forward. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, um, you you know, I suppose there's an argument that they've priced in JobKeeper already, but you know, as, as they said last week, it's relatively unknown what what the fallout will be in regards to job losses. So. Yeah. Um, I think the next couple of weeks as that data sort of... It won't come through the data, but we'll sort of get an indication of, of that. We probably won't get the jobless data until um, mid-April next next month yeah. um, for this month. So, And again, that, that won't be indicative of, of JobKeeper falling off. So you p- we really have to wait till May to really understand what the effects were. Yeah, I mean... It, 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 yeah, I mean... Yeah, May is probably a good indicator. It's only a month away, really, mm. um, and a bit. So, yeah, that will be really interesting to see. I mean, yeah, for me, it's uh, a bit of a dicey call, uh, but, of course, we can we can debate yeah. on that for a long But This is just the update, so... And, um, yeah, and, and, you know, the other thing we had to do, uh, deal with China. Yeah. Uh, obviously, China versus the West again. Um, so there's obviously a lot of narrative around at the so moment. They banned, they banned stuff like Facebook and all that. Yeah. I don't think you can get Google there. But now they're taking a hit on a bit more of the brick and mortar, the actual physical goods. Yeah, so um, it's all driven around this sort of human rights allegations. Yeah. Do you remember last week they um, announced Australia has human rights problems? And they announced we have human yeah, rights yeah, problems. Yeah, they went to... Um, uh, yeah, they publicised that you know, uh, they need to look at the human rights in Australia, which was quite unusual. Uh, and then uh, this week they saw the U- retaliate to the US now mm, and yeah. that's where you're seeing these US be- uh, brands get um, sanctions. So yeah. H&M, all their stores closed. Yeah. Nike wow. was affected. So um, it's probably going to continue as the pressure ramps up on China. Yeah. And uh, I think China now are gonna, you're going to see a lot more sanctions come from them to the companies in the West. Yeah, very interesting that they take this aggressive approach. I mean, like these are big companies. They probably provide, you know, thousands of jobs and, uh, you know, a lot of economic growth. And now that they're just sort of cut. And I mean, look, there'll probably be a Chinese competitors that will come through and do well. There's yep. always a Chinese Adidas and a Chinese Nike. I don't actually know what they are, but, um, you know, it, it will be interesting to see. I mean, guess what happens with... The, how, how, do they, how do they retaliate though? That's the main question. Uh, I think that... And is this? A thing I, I don't think it's a permanent thing, uh, yeah. by any means. You know, they're big brands, yeah. Chinese middle income, uh, middle class, uh, like those brands. So, yeah. um, I think it's just in retaliation to this human rights bit of tit for tat. Yeah. Uh, and we'll sort of see how that sort of pans out over the next month, couple of months. Yeah. Well, definitely, and we'll be keen to see 
I guess what happens of it. Yeah, China's always a different, very, uh, I guess, oh, fiery place, especially in the uh, Western-Eastern relations. But yeah, uh, it'll be, it will be interesting to see how that um, develops. I guess, um, you know, going on into a bit more of the, the breaking news uh, in the market. One of the big stories, we Looking good for Intel, hey? The first prediction ever on the show, yeah. mind you. I, you know, I've, I've predicted uh, Intel to do quite nicely. Uh, it's, it's doing uh, very well. I think it's up about 8% from the core price, so not bad. Uh, you know, I'll uh, take that one uh, very nicely, but <laughs> very interesting. And Intel came out, they are going to be spending $20 billion on an infrastructure spend. Um, this is huge. They're going to become one of the largest, or chasing at least, the largest uh, manufacturer of uh, sort of with the, with the processing chips, and that will that will be really key to it. Yeah, what, what are your sort of thoughts in this space? Are uh, you agreeing now with Intel? Or are you still on the side? No, I'm still not there. I think there's a long way to go um, against the counterparts in uh, Taiwan, but um, they had to do something. Yeah, Let, let's be honest. They lost. This is a they drastic lost, measure. They lost Google. They lost Apple. Um, they've still well, they got. Lost, they lost Microsoft. They lost Microsoft. Microsoft sorry, yeah. um, and they've still got plenty of cash. In the bank, yep. so they've got to they've got to put it somewhere. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm just reading here that Intel plans to spend billions of dollars on new factories. Yeah, um, two factories going into the US, so that That's will good. create jobs for yeah. the US, which is good. Um, but yeah, interesting, interesting move, very much needed. Mm. Um, however, you know, the cost to produce chips in the US compared yeah. to Taiwan, I think, is going to be considerably cheaper. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in oh, Taiwan look, I, to produce. So. I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so it will be interesting to see how that plays out. But, I mean, there's a lot of good catalysts. They've still got a good brand, um, you know, and you know, I still think that now they can sort of compete to gain back, well, even more market share, uh, AMD, of course, being their main competitor. Um, but I'm going to go more into my bold predictions later on. I'm going to go on about how to play this space now Without picking a side, you can just pick the middle and just kick back. I, I'm going to go into that a bit more, but um, very interesting this sort of chip chip maker space because it's so so important. Yeah, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Uh, lo- I'd love to hear your play yeah, later well, on about we'll just, this. We'll wait a few more minutes till we get to that. But, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Um, yeah, the, the other news too. You, you're you're a tech man, and what's your sort of thoughts on the uh, the more tech news coming out from the United States? Uh, Amazon. Amazon? Yeah. Yeah, so um, Amazon launches Amazon Care. They announced that last yeah, week. Which, this is crazy for me. Which is significant. Yeah. Um, so you know, Amazon over the last 12 months have doubled their valuation. We've got Medicare, Amazon. Let's yeah, so, but, you know, it makes logical sense. It's a $3 trillion industry. Amazon needs to continue to grow yeah. to keep increasing the share price yeah so healthcare does seem like the the logical way for amazon to go yeah and they took they took plays to be healthcare conscious early remember when they had the whole supply chain vaccinated or they yeah. were they were planning to do that right um or at least be as covid safe as possible i think it's interesting now they go into health um i mean god what what company ever have we ever seen do this this is something out of the simpsons and you know now they're actually doing it it's like well I'll tell you Crazy. what, Amazon have Crazy. got the approval, the runs on the board to scale. So there's the no doubt they're going to be able to uh, to scale yeah. this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was thinking the other day that this is just launching this product to their own employees. So I don't know how many employees oh, really? Amazon has. Their, yeah, but they've, got, they've got thousands. 
wasn't. This is like a beta program. Could you imagine betering a product <laughs> to what twenty thousand employees? Yeah. Um, so really, there's not much damage going to happen. You know, if they don't get it right, because it's just going to their employees. No, no, no. listen to this. They've got eight hundred thousand worldwide, but they'd have to. Um, I don't don't know how many would be in the US because this is targeted to the US. Yeah, but, okay. You know, they obviously have such a large staff base. Um, they obviously have a problem to solve internally because this healthcare is probably becoming a big expense line. Yeah, for and sure. And then they just go and turn it into a product. So. Um, it just sort of shows the sheer power of, of Amazon mm. with their size. But they've got a bit of backlash. Classic Elizabeth Warren in the US, who's a, one of the big senators there and has a lot of, I guess, power with, uh, well, I mean, they don't have public health care, but she's a big advocate for that. It was already, it's just, see, she got into a fight there. <laughs> I got a bit of a tongue twister there. She got into a fight on Twitter with uh, the Amazon guys online. So what are your thoughts, what are your thoughts there? You're sort of in line, or are you against Amazon? Sort of, if you could pick a side, what do you reckon is right, morally right? Uh, they need to be broken up. Yeah. Uh, Facebook as well, Amazon. You know, they're, they're controlling, um, I can't remember what it was, I think it's over 30% now of the S&P 500. Yes. Yeah, between, between four or five companies, yeah. which, is just, which is just immense. It's um, But, you know, you look at Facebook and how much influence they've got on elections and all these things through yes. their network. Yeah. Um, Amazon is basically controlling supply chains, retail, mm. uh, yep. AWS network. Let's not forget about that. The biggest server network globally. Yeah, yeah um, it accounts for, I think, 50% of Amazon's revenue. Yeah. At the moment, just roughly. roughly and yeah. Microsoft is the biggest operating system. So there's a, a quite a big amount of power within those. Mm. And I think the, the argument's definitely right. there for them to be broken up. Yeah, and I, I think I agree here. I'm not going to sit on the fence here. Yeah. Uh, I'll pick a side. I, I think this is this is just insane. This is like capitalism gone mad. Yeah. Now you've got you know this tech company going into healthcare and look. I know they're going to do a bloody good job mm. and they're going to take so much market share away from others in eventually, right? Um, but it's just it just is crazy to me that this can happen in the modern world that we have one company just go, yep, all right, healthcare, yep, yeah, that's it. No, we're gonna go, we're gonna dominate it. Let's go, you know, let's just growth, growth, growth. Well, ridiculous. I was looking, uh, I was reading the other day that now for Amazon and Facebook, mm. their biggest growing year-on-year expense line is lobbying. This is lobbying. So their R and D, their lobbying department is growing much faster than the R and D. Like, I think that's a pretty clear picture that's a very clear what's going picture. on. But I think, uh, <laughs> you know, Australia, although I didn't agree with how they did it, have yeah. sort of put their foot down to start some sort of regulation. Yeah. I think that will continue on to the rest of the world over time. Sure. But really, if, if they're really going to start breaking these up, Elizabeth Warren, I know that she wants to do that. Um, she'll have to be obviously starting that in the US now, mm. and especially the Democrats in um, there's probably an appetite to get in there, but I don't think that's going to happen. There's no way, not I, within this administration. No, I, no. I, I can't, I can't see it happening, unfortunately. No. Um, which, what does that mean? Well, I suppose the argument could be that it starves innovation, mm. um, it stops new players coming in and emerging. Yeah. Um, but you know, time, time will tell. But I do think something needs to be done where these big tech need to be um, broken up. Yeah. Um, or tax more, or yeah, or not. Tax more, but fairer tax in yeah. the right spots, right places. Um, it will be interesting to see, I guess, how that develops. Exactly. They've got these complex tax infrastructures as well. Yeah. Um, I know Australia is trying to sort of, well, we've, we've won the GST side of it. So yeah. 
tech products are getting uh, GST in Australia. Yeah, great. Um, but I don't know how that's going throughout the rest of the world with yeah. BAT. So, probably not um, that great. But yeah, look, I'd, I'd, and I think that Amazon's going to dominate this space. Oh, I, I, I just, 100% agree. It's Amazon, this is Amazon it. we're talking about. And the 4,000 call price on Amazon. Let's pump that. Let's keep that going. That's looking good. But it's sort of phenomenal that they can pick a sector mm. and they'll probably be the dominant player in the next two years. Yeah. And a $3 trillion industry in healthcare in the US. So um, watch this space. I know know we'll be watching it, but, you know, how can you not be bullish on Amazon? How can you not? It's literally like they've just got a golden ticket. They go, I want to go on healthcare. Yep. Yeah. There we go. Ticked off. Next one. Let's go. Like... Honestly, oh, what, what's next? They're going to go on to travel? Like, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, honestly, that's... <laughs> it uh, would be really interesting to see well, how it goes. But I, you got to think thought, about it. Why wouldn't they? I mean... They have to, well, they have to... Um, for their shareholders, they have to keep growing. Yeah. Like, it's a... You know, healthcare is next. Um, yeah. Where they have to... Go, they probably have to go to the education oh sector because that's the next biggest. So... What about um, that? You know, shareholders want to see growth and they want to see revenues doubling and yeah. that sort of side. So Amazon's got to keep looking for, for sectors yeah. and health is the biggest sector yeah. untouched from them. So um, interesting oh. move yeah. and uh, we'll see. No, we will. Do. We definitely will see. And uh, I'm liking my uh, prediction at the moment. I think yeah. Amazon is a very good, good So what, what was your Amazon price again? Uh, it was 4000 That was the core price. Yeah. And what right is it now today? it's like, I think... 2030. Yeah. So it's got a long way to go, but um, <laughs> give it a couple of years, or not a couple of years, give it six months, I reckon. And then oh, I don't think you have to give it that long, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? It'll be interesting to see uh, Amazon stock price. I'm sure you'll know some developments as we go on. Um, I guess the other news, uh, too, lots of, uh, I guess, internet memes and culture on the Suez uh, Canal at the moment with the Evergreen ship. Uh, massive news here with uh, blocking international sort of supply chains and yeah. uh, and and sort of everything there. You've got a lot of uh, sort of uh, I guess information on this and have a better understanding. But it's going to impact so much uh, more than just uh, I guess. I mean, I don't know the local area. It's going to impact the the global economy. Well, I think it already has. But yeah. actually, just about an hour ago, I saw that um, they've moved the ship. Yeah, so the, the ship's ship. been floated. Yeah. So. Um, but this was big, big news last week. Yeah. Um, so twelve percent of the world trade passes through that 12%. canal, percent, which is significant, right? And well, it was huge wars building it. Yeah, like over time, exactly. There's a lot of history. It's very important, very important. But it's only um, two hundred meters wide. Yeah, it's it's tiny. You, you, yeah, yeah, you think it's really shallow? You, like. you think they would have widened it over <laughs> these years? <laughs> But you know that, Sorry, the history behind that building the bloody thing is that's a miracle in itself. I know. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really built for those big ships, now was it? No, no. Um, but you know, some some figures were that uh, it was losing nine point six billion dollars a day in that waiting game for really? all those ships being held wow. up. Wow. Uh, oh, right, and about one point nine million barrels of oil go through that canal each day. How has the oil price just skyrocketed? Well, twenty percent. Uh, because I think the Europe third lockdowns, so there's demand concerns, and then yeah. I think that that's got to be literally. I, can, I can't you just answer it with one I sentence. Don't, <laughs> I don't have the figures off the top of my head, but I know that um, the storage was quite full as well okay. in Europe as well. Okay. So I think that was why supply I mustn't have been too. But yeah. gosh, if this was in the real world, got like as in oh, yeah. COVID, price would have gone up twenty percent one day there, easily. There was something like eight and a half million barrels. Um, just waiting out for the ships to get through. So, 
Well, um, and as well, the ship is, it's moved now, but there's mm. still so much traffic because it's built up all the other ships. Well, so, I was just sort of reading briefly that um, it's damaged, obviously, the canal with the beaching. Oh, so now they've got to work that out. So they're not letting the ships go through yet. I hadn't even thought but about that. I think, I think they will soon get yeah. that going. I think there's 200, 200 ships now waiting to get through. That's crazy. But they can only pass um, up to 50 a day, I think. 50 so, a day. Plus there's more coming. So I think there's going to take about a couple of weeks to get the backlog of ships oh, through. I reckon it'll take longer than that. Yeah. Like, honestly, it'll probably take a couple of months until everything is like yeah, so, sorted. Um, it's crazy. What does that mean? Well, I don't think, I think now. <laughs> what does it mean? That's the main point of Ballyweight. <laughs> well, I think now, like now it's open. I think that, you know, obviously supply of goods was will, will improve now yeah. because a lot was held up there. Sure. Um and it would just be delay. Obviously, they booked ports to arrive two weeks ago. Mm. So there'll be a big backlog now and it would just up, be up to the supply chain specialist to yeah. manage supply that through. Supply chain specialist. Yeah. Gonna need naps. He's gonna, they're going to have to be an absolute superstar to get, get through that. What, I mean. what a stressful job. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> you know, I, sorry, I, boss. Uh, the big uh, the Evergreen ship has blocked the whole Suez well, Canal. These big shipping uh, companies, right, would have big teams that manage, you know, when... The, the whole calendar of those ships. Can, and can you imagine? I, I reckon they probably saw the internet meme before they actually saw the real news and they were just like, oh, what's happened here? And then <laughs> rush up. Oh, it just would have been absolutely insane. I mean, I don't know if you just, you're, I guess, I don't know, us millennials, you know, we like to have a bit of bit of fun with these memes. I saw some absolute classics <laughs> that were very good. So, um, but yeah, no, interesting to see now. Um, and I, I, look, I am interested to see where oil goes now. Mm. Um, I do think there's good catalyst now for oil price to rise. Of course, when supply is hit, as in when there's a shortage of oil, mm. the price has to go up. Uh, so, you know, at least from this perspective, I think it's a good catalyst for oil. Um, if coronavirus in, in, I guess, in Europe gets more into a, a better situation, which might take, again, that takes months to get through these waves. But it'll be interesting to see what the impact is on oil demand going forward in the next month or at least this quarter, second quarter of 2021. The one thing that I think is key is OPEC's cooperation now mm. is, you know... Do you remember... Do you remember so fierce. Do you remember last and year? And they're just like, yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah, do you remember last year they'd always be, okay, OPEC didn't agree, Russia's doing this. Um, well, then we had Iran two years ago. So... Um, they never used to get along. They never used to agree, right? So that's why, you know, they used to pump, keep pumping out the oil. Yeah. And then last yeah. year we've had this immense amount of cooperation, which is <laughs> phenomenal, right? Which, you know, if it wasn't for the Saudis reducing their output, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're the reason why the price of oil is, keep, is going up. Yeah. Because, you know, they've stopped producing which is, that, that's incredible a huge amount of barrels per impact per on month. their economy, right? Because once they start producing less, great oil price, mm. but it means less jobs, right? So they've had to take the hit on their economy and their jobs well, just to keep the price well, going Well, no, good. Oil, oil funds their economy. Well, yeah, right? yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, the whole point is that you need to have circular flow mm. and the ability to have employment. Um, and, you know, oil would be, well, Saudi's major employment source, at least in commodities, massively, right? Yeah. Um, so, you look, I think it's it's really key to sort of great... I mean, it's great for us to see cooperation. Yeah. Otherwise, um, you know... Well, well it, it can so be. Low. It can be because... It, can you imagine if, like, the petrol price kept going lower and it was, like, 50 cents? Well, no, well, co- cooperation isn't good for us. It, well, Why? Because they why keep... Because they pump out more. 
So then you've got too much supply and demand goes down, then oil goes down. So for us at the Bowser, we <laughs> like it when OPEC don't agree. <laughs> uh, but I think, um, look, a, a good oil price is a, a good indication of the economy coming back, which, you know, I think sometimes you can get stuck in the doom and gloom of COVID. Yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, a growing, expanding world economies is good for everybody. Yeah, It's of growth. So, um, but yeah, I think, you know, just touching on oil again is that once um, I sort of feel like all those OPEC countries are making why the, the sun shines at the moment because, um, sorry, <coughs> because Iran's still got sanctions. Yeah. So they're not putting their, their, their supply into the market, right? Yeah. So they can keep getting good price for oil, keep keep managing supply because when Iran comes back into the market, which they will, US will eventually lift those sanctions. Yeah. Then again, now then they go back into that oil battle again. Yeah. I mean, one thing I was a bit confused with too, what do you mean at the Bowser? I'm charging my electric car. What do you want about, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it will, it will be interesting. I mean, like oil, yeah, I guess it's, it's crucial to the global economy. Uh, I'll be keen to see where that goes. Well, that's the breaking news, guys. I'm really keen to sort of see how the Suez can, uh, Canal uh, sort of goes on. Intel as well, and uh, what was the other thing we discussed? It was the uh, that was it. Oh, no, it was Amazon. Amazon, Amazon. that's yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was like the tech one. Yeah, which tech one? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so <laughs> the Amazon as well. Uh, be sure to watch that, guys. And we'll be going over, I reckon, in the next few weeks as those stories develop. But going into bold predictions. Oh, your favorite part? Oh, my favorite. You know, this time I want to do the drum rolls. So, who's going first? You or me? Do you want to go first? You haven't got first. I mean, or do you, uh, is it tradition for me to go first? Uh, you go first. All right. Well, then you want, you want to do, you've got to do the drum roll. Then. You've got a to drum keep, roll. Keep the tradition. Come on. Keep it alive. All right. Beautiful. All right. All right. Hit me with it. Bring it in. Get ready for the big one. The Bob prediction. So, guys, I was talking about Intel. First week on, on the market crunch, I was talking about Intel. I love Intel stock. I think it's going to do really well in the next still six months. Very, very bullish on it. However, I think that there's a better way to play this processor uh, space. Um, there's a much, much, much better way for a high, one higher growth and two higher, well, one higher growth, higher returns, and you know a better, I guess, interesting spot that's less risk because, well, I'm going to be going in the middle of the market. I'll explain this. So. There's a huge semiconductor shortage. Now, semiconductors are the main component of processing chips, right? So, they are needed for AMD, Intel, all of the chip providers, the Apple chip. They all need semiconductors. But before, we had just computers, right? Then we had the phone. So, there was a slight. It was like, you've got to make a processing chip for the laptop. Then the computer, or sorry, the computer, the laptop. Then the phone. Now, what the hell? You have to make processing chips for fridges, cars. Cars is the big one. Now you've got Apple making a car. You've got uh, General Motors. That's not confirmed, though. Well, okay, not confirmed. But you've got electric cars going through the roof. You know, that's a big thing. And we're talking about 2030. All of the major car manufacturers are going to have electric cars. And that means you're going to have a, a sophisticated computer uh, which will require higher and more developed processing chips, which is good for the semiconductor market. So when you have a shortage of semiconductors and a huge demand like we've never seen before, in, well, in the last 20 years, and that will just keep growing, 
This is where you want to go, semiconductor business. So what stocks am I looking at? Well, I'm looking at one, and this is the, one of the highest growing stocks, about $100 billion in the US, trading on James, got some really good performance on James, actually 15% up uh, in the last sort of few months. So really key to see that um, as it plays in this space. But it's uh, AMAT or the Applied Materials in the United States, on the NASDAQ, sorry, on the NASDAQ. So really key there, it's a technology stock, lots of growth. Its stock has gone up a lot though in the last 12 months. So that's the only sort of negative, I think. You know, it's like how far can this run go? But to be honest, I think semiconductor business is gonna, it's gonna double in two or three years. It has to, it literally has to. Like there's just so much demand for it. So I'm, I, look, I've got a sort of a loose price target, just very bullish. I'm saying 60% up. I uh, ran about the you know 180, 190 mark on AMA. It's currently at 130. So I think it's going to go those lengths just because, well, people need semiconductors for processing chips. And why pick a branded processor? Just pick the guys who make the materials for them. I think it's actually a very smart play. And I, I want to, I guess, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't think I can argue because there's actually a world shortage in, yeah, um, in chips. Bloomberg at, was talking about in, it on the weekend. Yeah, chips at the moment. I think there's only like three or four uh, chip makers that actually supply 80% of the world of it's chips. Crazy. So yeah. um, there's only a few players in that field. And I think going to the materials side of it is a really good play. Yeah, um, good. I don't. I haven't really looked at the stock, so I wouldn't be able to say that if your price uh, indication is going to be well, you good. Got a, you, got a, you got a growing tech stock, pays divi. Yeah. Thirty PE. I mean, that's not too bad. I'll take that. I'll take that every day to the bank. So, yeah. Um, yeah I guess. Well, that's uh, that's my prediction. Semiconductor business, guys. I'm going to keep that uh, on a, a close watch. And that's an interesting it's angle too, like because it does get hard to sort of pick which one you're going to back. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a, there's Intel's news today. So looking at mm. the supplies is actually not a bad approach. Yeah, definitely. I like it. All righty. Hit me with yours, Tui. Oh, so we've had some discussion all this about this already. So I'm um, preemptively reaching for uh, the no button, but let's let's go for it, please. Come so, on. Uh, so obviously we talk about Tesla a lot, don't we? And the dominance of that company over the last few years. Yep. Um, but continue on from from last week. Uh, I've been looking at all the car manufacturers to try and see who's actually going to take be the the key player that takes on Tesla. Um, and obviously you've got Volkswagen, you've got Damila, which is Mercedes, yep. uh, Renault. I talked about GM a little bit last week, I think. GM, yeah. Ford. So um, looking at sort of what everyone's up to, um, and in, in particular, I think um, you've got these big car manufacturers now that are investing massive amounts in R&D, yeah. um, particularly Ford, Damila. Um, Volkswagen, um, they're highly profitable companies. So they've actually got sure. they've actually got the capital in the bank to really spend big in the R and D space. Yeah. Um, and I know that BMW, sorry, Volkswagen have come out and said that they they want to be the global leader in EVs by 2025. Yeah. They did say that. Yeah. Um, with it, they're sort of going more with the mainstream. But I inter and also this week um, we saw Mercedes come out and announced that they're producing the car with the longest battery that will beat Tesla. So 700-kilometre range or 435 miles, which yeah. beats the Tesla 6 product. Yeah. So uh, looking at everything in the market um, and looking at sort of Mercedes here, I'm actually bullish on D'Amelia to be the, uh, the, the key 
car company over the next five years to take on Tesla? <laughs> That's a big solid. <laughs> I want to slap it. I want to. I'll, I'll break this in half. No, look. Tui's going on about Mercedes mm. competing Tesla. You're talking about Mercedes. Yeah. The fancy convertible cars that are only for rich people uh, are going to take on Tesla. Well, as the they're going to be cheaper than player. a Tesla. You reckon it's going to be cheaper than who can afford a Tesla? Well, no one can afford a Tesla yet, but they're going to make it. They're going to make it cheaper. Have, it, it's a race to who can ever make the cheapest, the cheapest electric car, and Tesla's got the innovation to do that in a few years. I mean, they're already down to like sixty thousand Australian for a brand new Tesla. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. They're they nowhere are. near that. Yeah, they are. Is that the Model Three? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, hundred percent. No. What do you think I do at night looking at Tesla cars? Come on, to it. <laughs> the base model. Look, <laughs> and you got to remember, Mercedes is only luxury here because they're so expensive to import. Well, um, in in Europe, they're pretty mainstream. Still, I, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's just just uh, well, personally, I can't comprehend that. Yeah. I mean, but still, to me, look. I get it. Yes. So let, let, let's look at some stats. All right. Hit me with some figures. So in 2020, yeah. um, Mercedes made 2.8 million cars. Yeah. Tesla, Tesla made, made 500,000. Right? So their output is considerably more than Tesla already. Yeah, like but the, what's letting Tesla down is their supply chain management. Yeah. Um, and Massively. Eon's come out many times Massively. saying the most challenging thing he has is getting a thousand parts together to build the car. Mm. He can build the car in three and a half hours. Oh. But what holds it up is getting the materials into the factories to produce. Yeah. Um, and that's his biggest challenge at the moment in trying to fix that supply chain. Yeah, but you don't think he's going to be able to fix it within two well, years? Well, it's been 10 years and he hasn't been able to fix it. <laughs> Um, so moving over to Europe, obviously with the car makers, yeah, they've been doing this for a very long time. Yeah, they have really good control over their supply chain, and they're going to be able to scale much faster than Tesla. Yeah, well, of course, because they might not have the technology yet, but it's coming with the R and D yeah. spend. But one one thing they have over Tesla at the moment is they have greater control of their supply chain yes, and their materials sure. for their products. Look, that I can agree on. But what about Volkswagen? They probably make like a twenty five thousand dollar electric vehicle. Oh, definitely. Look at the showroom in like three years, and then oh, Mercedes is gone, and like Tesla will be, I mean, running for its money. I think General Motors might have a shot at it as well. Well, it depends how you how we're going to actually evaluate who's the winner. Yeah. Um, you know, classic example is Apple. People pay more for Apple product, oh, but is it is it point. a more innovative product point. than their competitors? Um, no. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bottom line. No. So very straightforward. If, if I'm looking at production, I'm looking at luxury. Uh, I'm looking at innovation. Even Let, let's not forget that uh, Mercedes is the leading Formula One team. Really? In production. Well, yeah, I the last last seven years they've won wow. the championship. So um, they're the leading and they're doing a lot of in the performance side of EV. So yeah. um, for me, uh, I think they they could push through to be the leader in this space. They are they are they are lacking behind BMW sure. and Volkswagen at the moment. Sure. 
But you reckon um, they're going to catch up with their R and D spend? Yep. Yeah. I that's just think fair. I just think they've got the infrastructure in there for R and D. Yeah. They control the supply chain, and so they're going to be the biggest rival to Tesla. Well, look, well, I think interesting. Do you have any price target? Anything like that? Look, they're at seventy three euro share. Um, I don't really have a price target on them. That's fair um, enough. It's more of a long range thing. So yeah. this will be over two to three years. Well, if you're right, the stock price will go up three or four times. Yeah. Let's let's just be real. And it's it's interesting. You got Volkswagen. Um, so they got a market cap of 128 billion euro. Yeah, uh, it's just I, Demilia Tesla is just insane. The the valuation <laughs> it has, it just people buying it. Yeah, pumping. look at this. So you've got Demilia has a 78 billion dollar market value. What's the revenue? What's the euro? profit? It's like seven billion. Six point four billion. Yes, you got six point four billion. You got Tesla doesn't even make anything, and they're left with <laughs> what? Ten well, times no, more. Well, it's ridiculous. Tesla is valued at today at pretty much 600 billion US dollars. So. <laughs> And okay, so they're five times greater. Yeah, in value. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, and it's and let's not forget they produce three cars. <laughs> Mercedes have come out and said they're going to produce have eight EV models mm. in the next two years. That's crazy. Tesla's been pumping on those three models now for what for eight years. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I think they're too concentrated. I mean, but. They've got variations of the models and stuff like... I don't know. Look, I'm looking at the Model there's 6. Enough, there's enough variety. The Model 6 is looking dated. Model 6? Yeah. There's a Model 6? Yeah. Is it Model 6? Uh, it's Model 3, you mean? Model 3, but... Uh, sorry, not Model 6. I'm thinking of Mazda. Oh. Mazda 6. Model <laughs> <laughs> uh, Y? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like? the first one that came out. Oh, the sedan. yeah. Uh, no, what's up? Model one? S. Model S. Model S. I was close. You were close. You had, uh, the, you had the S bit. The Model yeah. S is looking dated. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It actually. needs. It, I think. But that's that's the nature of products. The yeah. Apple One became outdated, and the Apple Two came along, and you had the Macintosh. Mm. I know. Like he's built the Cybertruck, which. Did you that hear? is a sick thing. No, I but, would buy that. That thing is bloody mad. There is no market for that product. Do you know, what do you mean that? Like oh, they had like five hundred thousand orders, like no, pre-orders. They, yeah, no, they, they did. didn't. Yeah, they did. Did, yes, did you know? Did. Yes. No, no. Eon. Did. Do you hear when Eon launched that product? Yeah. He said, we built this car and I don't, we don't know if anyone's going to buy it, but it looks... 600,000 pre-orders. It looks cool. 600, it looks cool. Well, he can only produce 500,000 cars a year, so <laughs> you'll be waiting, a, a, couple years you'll be waiting a long time for a Cybertruck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, um, yeah, but I'm, I'm bullish on D'Amelio. I think that they're going to take the fight to Tesla All in right. the EV space. Um, well, we'll add that to the bold predictions. Yeah, um, and... Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. You're, you're, you're I'm, the, I'm, a, I'm disagreeing with that. It's you're the Tesla bull. Well, you're yeah. the Tesla bull, so why don't you be the bull on oh. Tesla? I'll be the bull on D'Amelio. Oh, let, let's do that. We'll, we'll clash. Yeah. We're not doing bull and bear. We're doing bull to bull. You know, <laughs> that would be, that'd be interesting. All right, guys. Well, look, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up now. Um, but no, really interesting that I think definitely watch that semiconductor business. Uh, AMAT uh, on the NASDAQ. Look at that. Uh, and then what, what's the stock of Mercedes? It's under... Uh, D'Amelio, AG. Yeah, so that will be really key as well to see how that goes in the European markets. Um, but yeah, well, look, I don't think Tui's, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Mercedes is going to be the second uh, player to Tesla. But look, look, let's see. I, I, he's got some great compelling arguments, uh, but I, I'm just very bullish on Tesla, I'll be honest. Like, I think overvalued, but mm-hmm. look, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but yeah, no, guys, look, uh, just as we wrap it up, of course, uh, guys, tomorrow at 6 p.m. Sydney time, Melbourne time, um, feel free to ch- tune in to our James webinars. Um, really great place to learn how to you know, get started 
uh, on the James app and how to, I guess, ask questions as well and learn more about it. Uh, I'll be there uh, tomorrow, so definitely uh, chime in there. Again, thanks again, Danish, for being here and uh, being our producer. appreciate your time. Of course, you can find us on, uh, I guess, Facebook, YouTube, all of the podcast uh, channels that you listen to. Uh, and we've also got a TikTok, uh, so be sure to follow that uh, for some updates. But look, guys, you take care. We'll see you next week. See you later. Bye.